Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, happy, uh, what day is it? Tuesday. Tuesday I get confused yeah. on the days. You know, they kind of string by. You know, I think to myself, what should we start the show off with? Because, you know, there's so much to talk about. I have a suggestion. Okay. Telegraph. Mm-hmm. Their headline. All right. World War Three approaching fast, and very few are willing to admit it. You know, well, why would we say that? Oh, I don't know. You know, global stagnation. Uh, we're not the only economy that is in debt. You know, we've got uh, everything is out of whack right now. Bill, do you get the impression that there's a full court press by the uh, the deep state, the people behind the curtain, that they, they want this? They want us to well, be in this. Well, think about it now. You know, we've talked about in the past a great reset. You know, well, the big reset, the great reset. Mm-hmm. How do you end everything and reset the clock if everything is in chaos? Sort of like a, a, war. a chess a chess board, right? If you right. can't figure out the next move, then just wipe all the pieces off and start yeah, a new just game. whack it and start all over again. And the only way you can whack it in a global environment is let's take Sweden off the map, you know, or yeah. let's, let's, let's do something. And then the victor prevails because he gets to collect all the goodies. And I think, you know, as weak as we are, we have technology that we think we're going to collect the goodies, but we may not be the only big player out there. Well, I know we're not the only big player out there, but then again, you know, we divide this thing, we divide this planet up into big three big colonies, you know, that take it all. You know, I was just reading this morning about uh, Venezuela, and yeah. uh, there's a leader, an opposition leader in Venezuela who is more popular than, was it Maduro? And mm-hmm. so what Maduro has done is criminalized, used lawfare, to criminalize the opposition leader and then got his corrupt Supreme Court to rule against the opposition leader and to say that she, and it's a woman, she cannot run for election for 15 years. Oh, isn't Does that, that sound familiar? Yeah. yeah, isn't that going on here? Yeah. Because think about it now. I don't care if you hate Trump. You might hate him. You might think that he is the scum of the world. Who are you to judge, by the way? Mm-hmm. But let's just say that you believe that. All right? And let's just say in the pretend world right. that he's guilty of a couple of things here or there. All right? Let's just mm-hmm. say that. All right? You could take any criminal in the world. All right? They go to court. It's not case after case after case after case after case after case. Oh, we got some more cases to go on down the line. In other words, they would do one decisive hit on something, but they have been going after this guy with things that they're, you know, stories that they've cobbled together. And don't you find it kind of funny that even with all the the January 6th committee or his impeachments, they didn't hold water. The January 6th committee... You know, they didn't they didn't come but to you know, any it's conclusion. Not, they it's, just it's not the verdict. It's it's the process. The taint. Yeah. It's the taint. It's the taint. Exactly right. They, they they find him guilty by association to the crime, you know? Right. It, it's not that he did it. You know, odds are 
in a, on appeal, many of the experts say this E. Jean Carroll case is just not going to hold any water. I mean, think about this for a second, Bill. Depends where the appeal Bill, is. This is 2024, okay? Mm -hmm. And this supposedly happened to E. Jean Carroll in the early to mid-90s. She's not really sure. That's why I can't give you a direct, specific date, because she isn't sure, okay? But, okay, now they've, they've said that Trump is guilty of sexual harassment. Does this mean now that anybody who had a uh, sexual dalliance with E. Jean Carroll between that time and now is uh, subject to a lawsuit because maybe she figures, well, you know, I know some other rich guys that I uh, had a dalliance with before, and if it worked for Trump, why can't it work for this person or that person? Well, if she can't remember, how do we know it's true? I mean, could this have been a dream that was so vivid and real to her that it had to have happened? But again, if it was that vivid and real... And uh, I would think a rape would be vivid and real. You would know the date, time, every single thing about it. You would be able to, to describe everything down to a T, but she can't. You know, she's making the the morning TV rounds now. She's uh, she's becoming a celebrity. Listen. You've said that when you've actually faced the man, he's just a man with no clothes on. Yeah. It's the people around him that are giving him the power. What do you mean by that? Well, uh, Hans Christian Andersen's great fairy tale, The Emperor Has No Clothes, that is written about Donald Trump. It's just, we're the ones who clothe him in all this power. Mm. He has none himself. It's his followers. It's his hangers-on. In the court, they were strutting back and forth and handing him messages. It was, right, Robbie? Ms. Yeah. Carroll, Ms. Carroll, you say he's nothing. You say the emperor has no clothes. The emperor is trying to run for president yeah. again. And, and right and, now is leading. And right now, the polls suggest uh, it's a yeah. coin flip. It's very close. Um, have you heard from Joe Biden's campaign arm about potentially campaigning against the former president, Donald Trump? No. Are you interested in doing so? Do anything I can. That's a yes. Huh? What was it? <laughs> you know, she she's amazing. Um there, I hope she does campaign for Biden because that leaves wide open the door, and not that he would do that, mind you, but uh, all of the people who were involved with Hunter, all of the corrupt mm -hmm. people who were involved with Hunter, uh, who may want to campaign for Trump, you know, the uh, Tony Bobolinskis and stuff like that, who may, who I'm not saying he would. But uh, it leaves the door open. I don't think that Biden is dumb enough uh, to have her as somebody who goes out on the stump and, uh, and campaigns. I mean, right now, she's uh, getting the notoriety, getting the popularity, the fame. But uh, well, that's this what is, she wanted. But it's going to fade out really fast. You know, uh, remember what she said to, uh, to Anderson Cooper? Of course. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished, which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. It just it, it hurt. It just what it just, you know, well, I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're just going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> Do you hear what she did at the end? 
Yeah, at the very end, to it's sexy. Yeah, no. At the very end, and I don't, I don't think she realizes that Anderson is a gay man, right? Because she kind of hits on Anderson Cooper at the very end of that conversation. Oh, yeah. you're you're interesting to talk to. She says, "Ooh, yeah, you're interesting." Well, he to better talk. watch out because she might come after him next. <laughs> you never, you never. And you know, know what? In in a woke world, Anderson liked it. Well, see, met, you know, now, now, here you go. In her mind, you don't have to touch her because you can you say. You raped me with say, your mind. You, that's right. You raped me with your mind. I, I could see it. I could I could see it in your, your eyes. It was in your that's eyes. Right. And it was violent. It really was. You know. You, you penetrated my mind. Do you know that this judge, he said uh, to the lawyer, Elena Haba, he said, I want to see your questions. Okay. You have three questions. Three questions. They have to be answered with a yes or no answer, nothing more. Three questions. This is how he told her she could present his defense. Well, what he's doing is, you know, when they, you can't declare an attorney a hostile attorney, you can take a witness. And declare them a hostile witness and say, yeah, it's a yes or no question. Just answer the question. You know, they do that, you know, because that gives them certain, you know, levity, lenience on, on how they go with the case and, and go against that. I, If you've ever been in a trial and been declared a hostile witness, they, they slap you around all over that courtroom. I know I've been a hostile witness. And not it's you. Not a fun thing. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was it was not a fun. The depositions were worse because in a deposition, you know, um, your attorney really can't help you. All they can do is play, you know, like your 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 coach in the corner of the ring. You're in a boxing match there, and you know the only thing is I need a water break. I need a bathroom break because yeah. they they hit you from all every, angles. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they and they try to belittle you and make you feel puny so that they can sit there and get you mad to say something that they can use because now it's on record. So Folks, the best thing to do is shut up. This is staged. All of it, it is, is staged. All it's of all it is theater. staged. Yes. Uh, if you think that this was a fair and honest uh courtroom case, then you're delusional. You well, you, you I mean, you didn't have an opportunity to to defend your client in court because the judge had already predetermined what you can and cannot say. You mm. could not introduce expert witnesses for your client because the judge had already predetermined that no expert witnesses were allowed. I want to play for you Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, understand mm. something. In 2001, he was America's mayor. Not no more. Yeah. But in 2001, he was loved by everybody from coast to coast because he was the mayor during uh, 9-11. And he took yeah. the, the he literally took the city and much of the country on his shoulders and, uh, and, and took it through that terrible time. But now, because he is a supporter of President Trump, he's a target. And so he lost a big judgment. Remember, it was I, I forgot exactly how much it was. Like forty-three six, million, wasn't it? Was, it was an enormous amount of money, more than he ever, more than he ever could afford. I mean, he's he's even yeah. said, "I don't, I don't have that kind of money." 
but it was a ridiculous amount for his participation in denying the uh, the validity of the 2020 election. He denied that the 2020 election was was accurate and honest, and because of that, he was found guilty, and they slapped a huge judgment against him. But he was asked to talk about what happened in New York with President Trump and E. Jean Carroll. Listen. Former New York mayor and U.S. attorney Rudy Giuliani joins us tonight with uh, uh, his perspective on this. What, what has happened to our legal system, sir? Yeah, it's gone to hell. That's what's happened. I mean, it. it um, we have an embarrassing uh, uh, situation in the United States in which we're a country without without laws. We don't follow the laws that we have. First of all, it's patently absurd that this even happened. I mean, I, I've been going to Bergdorf for 30 years. And when I was U.S. attorney, I wasn't all that well known. But the minute I walked into Bergdorf, about 10 people would come around me to help me. This man was one of the most famous uh, people in New York at the time this happened. It, this, this would be like uh, doing this in the middle of Madison Square Garden. I mean, it's, it's totally ridiculous. Uh, second thing that's ridiculous is, I don't know why this case isn't thrown out. You're supposed to plead a tort, which is what this is, right? With specificity. Specificity means to give you enough information as a defendant so you can defend yourself. Right. When you, when you can't give me a day and time, how the hell can I defend myself? Now, why doesn't she do that? She doesn't do it because Trump travels a lot. And she just might pick a day because she's lying her backside off. She might pick a day in which he was in Scotland. Right. And or a day in, in which Scotland. he was in Mar-a-Lago. Or a day in which the way the way they did to Michael Cohen uh, when they said he was in Poland meeting with the Russians and he right. was in California. You know, that, that kind of helped to begin to blow open that whole phony... Uh, Russian collusion. Right. right. So uh, let, me, let me ask you this real quick. I, Alina Haba, when she came out today, she said effectively that the judge would not allow her to have an, a defense. The judge, the judge rejected everything that she tried to bring. Experts she wanted were not allowed to testify. Um, talk about that a little bit. Well, the judge is a disgrace to the greatest court in America. It's uh, called the Mother Court, the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York. It's had some of the greatest judges in American history, this judge is a pure disgrace. He's telling, he's telling a lawyer what questions to ask. That's totally ridiculous. He won't let him defend himself. Uh, and, and how is it inconsistent? Let's say, let's say he wasn't. First of all, he was he was found not guilty or not liable for rape. It was sexual assault, not rape. And second. You can be you can be uh, guilty of rape, and still a person can be a wacko. Yeah, that's what he, that's what he's uh, uh, that was a defamation. You're allowed to still defend yourself against defamation. I got I got 20 seconds left here. They're, they're going to they're going to appeal. Obviously, they're going to appeal. Does this? I mean, I know the system gets better as you get up higher into it. Does it? Does this go away on appeal? Do you believe? Well, yeah. The the, the appeal should throw the case out. It should throw the judge out too. Yeah. This judge is a danger to American justice. I don't care if you're Donald Trump or anybody else. A judge shouldn't take over a case and frame somebody like this. This is There is no way you can go forward with the case when you don't give me the day and time that I did it. How the hell am I going to defend myself? It's ridiculous. Rudy Giuliani, former U.S. attorney, former mayor of New York. Sir, good to have you on tonight. We appreciate it. Think about that for a second. Okay, just hypothetically for a second, even if you are somebody who doesn't like Trump, think about this.
you are in a car accident, okay? You're in a car accident. Now, you want to sue the person who hit you. So you, uh, you go to court, and the judge says, okay, where was the car accident? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, okay, and when did you have the car accident? Well, uh, some time ago. I, I can't tell you the exact date. The, the judge would throw you out. I mean, you wouldn't get a third question. You know, you'd be gone. And I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on TV. But the fact of the matter is, that isn't exactly true. I did once, but that's a, another story for another, thing, another yeah. time. But, <laughs> but the thing is, they've essentially said, uh, don't worry about the facts, E. Jean. Don't worry about the facts. We'll make them up as we go. Okay? And we'll we'll keep Trump from introducing... Experts, you know, the experts probably would have been psychiatrists and stuff like that who might have talked about the stability of this this woman. I mean, uh, she is not terribly stable. I mean, you can just see it by some of the interviews where she was talking to she's talking to uh, Anderson Cooper. And he says, we'll be right back with more after this. And she says, "Ooh, and you're interesting to talk to. Yeah, she hit on him. Man, you know, but you know, courts, and you—you you should know this. Your dad was a lawyer, and you played mm -hmm. one, and you played one on TV. <laughs> I did, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, court, as it was explained to me early on in uh, a couple of cases, you know, you know, it's theater of the mind. Yes, you got to realize, you know, court is theater, and the the attorney will tell you that it is theater of the court, and so there you go. You are you are in a. It doesn't matter what did or didn't happen. Mm -hmm. It matters what you make the jury believe. It is courtroom theater, and what this judge did was step in and say, "Okay, these you cannot read the lines that you want to read. I am going to give you your script," and he handed a script to them, which he's not supposed to do. Right, you know. You know, it, it was it was it was a setup case. It you know, really the was. other thing is this. Let's say hypothetically that uh, E. Jean Carroll has some issues, mental issues. Okay. Uh, well, I think she's been crazy I, all her life. But I think that there, I think that the left is using her almost as badly as the people who, as the charges she's bringing against Trump. I mean. They're using her for political purposes to destroy Trump. They don't care about whether she gets the $83.3 million. They could care less. They actually don't care if it gets thrown out in appeal. They're trying to sully Trump's reputation, and they think that he— they, by the way, they think they've achieved some of that goal uh, with this verdict. I don't think, in all honesty, I don't think it, that the people are that dumb. I think his supporters realize— what has happened to Trump and take this for what it is. Over the weekend, I saw a thing. It was a piece that was, I guess, okay written, you know, and it was uh, three big psychiatrists that got together and they were talking about how Trump is crazy. He's not fit for office and the whole nine yards. And what they based their opinion on was Russiagate. And we oh, all know God. there and that even though you know they Russiagate, 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 and they're still selling this, and it's been proven that that was all fiction. A lie. Yeah, it was a lie, and they're saying he's not fit because of Russiagate. But see, they've well, taken that story and put it out there. Adam, you don't know that it's a lie as much as you know that it was out there. Adam Schiff, 
he he still throws it out like it's real. Hillary Clinton still throws it out like it's real. They, and she's the one that was behind the story. Of course, they, she was. She's the author of it. But they don't care that they've been proven to be liars. They don't care because they're of that school that we've talked about before with Joseph Goebbels. You say a lie long enough and hard enough, and it becomes the truth. That's how they feel. They feel if they keep saying it, if they keep saying it to uh, the sycophant uh, journalist who won't ask any tough questions. Now, if this were a fair world that we're living in, if we had a, 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 a press that did their job, they would have an interview with Hillary, and if she said, well, you know, I believe that uh, these are pawns of the Russians, I would say, wait a second, what makes you say that? Haven't you been proven wrong? Tell me why you think this is a russian influence situation. But they don't do that. They sit there like bumps on the friggin' log. You know, these really aren't journalists. As a matter of fact, some of them really haven't got the experience to be doing what they're doing. They just sit there in a nice-looking suit or a good-looking dress with their hair coiffed, and they look fabulous on television, but they're dumb. They're dumb. Mm. You know, I used to, when I was a kid, seriously, go back to the uh, 50s and 60s, okay, when you saw guys like Charlie Charles Kuralt or uh, other people who were journalists, I mean, they didn't look like they were television ready. I mean, even Walter Cronkite, when he first started anchoring the news, he didn't really look like an anchor, not like today's anchor. He didn't have all that nice hair. He didn't have that gleam in his eye that you have when you're looking into the camera. No, no, no. He kind of looked like a guy who'd spend some time maybe on a World War II battlefield chasing uh, stories around and getting shot at because that's what he did, you know. Uh, yeah, that's and, true. And, and after a while, uh, back in the 70s, someone said, hey, Walter, instead of taking your brush and combing your hair straight back and looking really bald, let's kind of part it and throw it to the side a bit. It'll give you more of a TV look. And he did. And he became a little more of a TV anchor. But uh, now <clears throat> it's a prerequisite. You can't have a bald anchor. You can't have somebody who is losing their hair. They got to have a full head of hair. I think it's the first thing on the application. Do you have hair? Got and hair? Is it yours? <laughs> is it yours? Yeah. And after that, well, you have your own hair. Can I pull on your hair to make sure? Okay. That'll look great under the lights. And all of a sudden, you're on your way. You know, you can be as dumb as a box of rocks. You can be a stupid jerk. But if you got nice hair and a certain look, you know, that's how we pick our presidents, Bill. Bill mm. Clinton. Look at Bill Clinton, for God's sakes. He comes in. He has that beautiful TV anchor look, nice hair. He'll sell really well on television commercials, which he did. And all of a sudden, voila, he's a president of the United States of America. What do you know? I mean, Eisenhower... Had he been running for president in the 70s and 80s, he would never have gotten elected. Sure, he was a five-star general, maybe the last five-star general we've had, right? I mean, he was the supreme allied commander of the troops in Europe. I mean, the buck stopped at his desk before it traveled across the ocean and stopped on Roosevelt's desk. Okay, that's how it worked. He was the last deciding guy in Europe. He was the supreme allied commander. You would think that would be enough for him to be president alone, but no, back back in the 70s and 80s, hey, 
He may have had all that stuff, but he didn't have hair. Well, he, that's what happened to Nixon, remember? Yeah. That's a re- good point. Superb point. Nixon was against uh, John Kennedy. He had that TV anchor look. He could have been on Kennedy television. Wasn't, uh, but, yeah, it, was, it wasn't that Kennedy presented well. It was the simple fact that he had the look. He, he, he had the look. And do you know like what they did song. to Nixon? Do you know what they did to Nixon? And this is a lot of people don't realize this. They didn't want Nixon to be president. I'm talking about the they, meaning the uh, powers that be. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had the first debate with uh, Kennedy. I think he was the only one. Uh, And I've forgotten exactly. I mean, I was just a little kid, but the fact of the matter is he was sick. Nixon was sick. He had the flu. So uh, with Kennedy, someone said, put some makeup on Kennedy, powder him up, and make his his skin look uh, soft, and it won't uh, shine in the lights. Lights were hot back then. In those days, they didn't have cool lights like they have in television. What do you do when you have a fever? You sweat. So what was Nixon doing because he was sick? Sweating. So, yeah, and, and people, when they see somebody sweating, he was mopping his line. Every so often, he would take out a handkerchief and he'd wipe his brow. You know, I mean, the guy was literally sick. And it, they, they just they kept focusing that camera on Nixon. Seriously, and if you watch the debate, they made sure you knew that he was sweating. You know, mm-hmm. you saw, so you saw Kennedy... Handsome, debonair, good-looking guy. Not a lot of nice hair. Oh, I, I would never have been president. No, no, no. I would never have been president because I don't have Kennedy's hair. Uh, but uh, Nixon, my God, the poor guy, he looked like he was melting. And uh, they just, it ruined him. It took him out of the race. You know, it's interesting how they, they pack, repackaged him and he uh, ran again in 68 you know, yeah. and and had success. Uh, I think he was running against Hubert Humphrey, who that was a, see that was the mistake the Democrats made. Hubert Humphrey, he looked, uh, he had receding hair. He didn't have that Kennedy look either. They hadn't quite figured it out yet. You know, Kennedy won, and they they had that great look, the Camelot King of Camelot look. And you had then you had Hubert Humphrey, who looked like you know Humpty Dumpty, and. <laughs> And it did. It just didn't sell, you know. And then someone figured out. Wait a second. What's the difference between the two elections? Wait a second. Kennedy looked like a movie star, and Hump, uh, Hubert Humphrey looked like uh, a teddy bear. You know, um, it didn't work. It didn't sell. So, yeah. someone said we got to start looking for more movie stars. And then we even got one. The, 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 then the, finally, by the way, in in the eighties. The Republicans said, hey, wait a second. You want a movie star? Let's give him a movie star. And they found well, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> he was a movie star. Well, he wanted, yeah, he'd been wanted for a long time. He got it. And, you know, he was an okay actor, but he wasn't the greatest in the oh, world. He was, he was, yeah, he was, uh, you're right. He was kind of a journeyman out in Hollywood. He was successful. He made a lot yeah. of money. Uh, but he wasn't like uh, the A-list movie stars. You know. No, no, no. He he wasn't, but you know he had he had uh, a good uh, quick wit too. He did. And, but the sad part about it is, I mean, he's really in, in films. He was known for a movie called Bedtime for Bonzo. Yeah, and his, and his yeah. co-star his co-star was a monkey. And uh, I mean, maybe that kind of prepared them for politics. I don't know. 
but uh, well, he was a well, great the, president. Great he, president. Uh, I, I could do I could do a VP joke there, but I'm not going to. I'm <laughs> going to leave it alone. You but know? You, you know the the the. The thing that was interesting about Reagan is I think when they brought him into politics, they figured they could control him. They figured, well, he's an actor. We can, he's used to having direction. We'll, we'll kind of direct him. You no, know, no, no. Once, this guy was a smart guy, and he got into office, and he, he was just hammered down. He controlled his, his administration. And he won nicely in, in, eight, in 80, but he... He just cleared the table in '84, you yeah. know. He just boom. Uh, he was he was a, an amazing president. I'll never forget seeing him speak at uh, at Omaha Beach on D Day, and hearing him talk. If you haven't had a chance to see that, I'm sure it's on YouTube. You really should watch it. You want to see a man who could sell a speech, and and really, really package everything up the way it should be packaged. It was that guy. Well, he had it down. He had the hair down. He yep. had the voice down. He had the speech down. He knew what tie to wear to say what and not be over pushing on it. You know, I mean, I, I got to think, you know, Trump going, yeah, I'm going to do a speech. Should I, what tie should I wear? This, the blue tie or the red tie? Obviously, have the red tie on because mm. it signals red, you know, the, 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 the right Republican. Yeah. And I'm like going, hmm. You know, actually, you know, Reagan actually had the tie scenario down a little bit better than that. You know, that was. You know, when Reagan s- got shot, Bill, mm-hmm. uh, he didn't know it at first. He didn't. He thought he had just gotten pushed by one of the uh, Secret Service agents into the car. But when he got yeah. into the car, they, re- I think he realized, uh-oh, you know. And so they took him right to, I think it was Georgetown Hospital, Georgetown University Hospital. And uh, he, they brought the gurney out, put him on a gurney. They tore his clothes off, literally, because that's how they do it. They don't unbutton you. They just no, they take, yeah. And uh, so they're wheeling him into surgery. Into surgery, and this is before they administer the anesthesia. And he he looks around and he says, uh, "I hope you're all Republicans." Yeah. <laughs> and and they the the one of the doctors says, "We are today, sir." Don't worry, we are today, and, and uh, they did a great job. They saved his life, you know. And I, I, the guy was the guy was a giant. He, he, they said he was inches away, if that, from dying, and we didn't even know about it. We, you know, the the public didn't realize how close he had oh, been to being, being killed. Wasn't that guy that shot him out now? Yeah, didn't Hinkley? He get out? Yeah, yeah. John, was it John Hinckley? Who? Yeah, John Hinckley. Yeah, Hinckley. John. You know, Hinkley. they. It's funny, Bill. He shot uh, James Brady, his press secretary, in the head, mm. and um, he just completely crippled the man. I mean, uh, he couldn't speak well anymore without crying. I mean, it, it was a brain injury, and it was a bad brain injury. And, you know, he lived for a number of years, and finally he died. And truly... A lot of people will say he died as a result of those injuries, even though it was years and years later that he died. Right. And, you know, I don't think Hinckley was ever charged for that murder. Like, And, and, and you got to no. wonder, truly, truly, it was, it was a direct result of what Hinckley had done on that day that caused the early demise of James Brady, in my opinion. Well, you know, in the end... Uh 
you know, he, he is responsible, the Brady Act, for a lot of the yeah. gun control laws that are out there today. Yeah. People want to take it further, but, you know, you take it from then to now and what's going on in the world, you know, I think you need to have your rights to uh, bear arms because what's around the corner oh. is pretty darn scary. And, oh, you know, Bill. we get, oh, by the way, let's mention on uh, the X, uh, we have that thing, do you think America's headed into Good a point. civil war because of the border? If you go to, um, it's Jim and Bill now, you know, it's at Jim and Bill now. It's on the X, x.com, yeah. uh, at Jim and Bill now. And you can take the uh, the survey. It's there. You'll find it. It's uh, probably trended down a little bit, but you'll, you'll see it there. Yes or no answer. You know, do you think that we're headed for a civil war? Telegram is saying we're headed for World War III. But the stories are also coming out, and it could be the catalyst in Texas. I got we something got a lot you, of stuff going on. Listen to this. This I got two stories, and they're both from Texas. Isn't mm-hmm. that strange? Amazing. A massive fire engulfs a Feathercrest Farm chicken plant in Texas. Now, this is not a... Well, it's a chicken ranch, not the chicken... Yeah. Well, no, it's a chicken farm, not the yeah. chicken ranch, like in the movie. This is not a little tiny farm. This is a... Oh, it's big. It was an Massive, explosion. massive complex. You're right, Bill. It was... There was an explosion on the site. They don't know what the explosion was from. Now, and, Bill, my question is this. Where are all the uh, illegals coming across? What state are they coming into? Well, uh, Texas. I'm looking at a picture right now where they're jumping over the wall. I mean, that beautiful wall that Trump built, they're jumping over it, and the barbed wire's there, and the guys with guns just watching them come down. Well, and Bill, Curtin, uh, uh, K-U-R-T-E-N, Texas. I wonder how close that is to the border. I mean, I mean, it is the state that's right next to the, the border. It's part of the border. I mean, uh, this well, is I thought some- of that. Go ahead. I thought I thought of that too when I saw the story, but you know I don't want to jump the conclusions because they probably do. If you look at the pictures, you see all the long, you know, like where they would have the coops for the chickens and all right. that. Right. This right. would be the plant that processes. All right, I got a question. So there though. could be some. Yeah, but Bill, if know, this was a one of a kind situation, I would say, yeah, maybe it was some chemical they used to process the. Uh, the uh, carcasses or something, or maybe what it was, would be that explosive? But not only that, do you? How many of these plants have gone up in smoke in the past year and a half? Well, that gets to my point. I made uh, what was it uh, over the weekend or earlier this week that uh, you know going around, I had noticed that you know a lot of people are having uh, stores, small small box stores. We're having problem getting their trucks with all their uh, their food is what they're oh, having well, a problem. If with. you want to bring it, stock, you want to bring a country to its knees. You interrupt the food chain, the food supply, right? Yeah, we've lost over a hundred warehouses. Yes, and you know if you remember from the pandemic, you know, and we didn't have the food coming in. Right, they shortened the aisles. In other words, because of the empty shelves. They reworked a lot of the stores, the big box stores, and they condensed it and to make it look full because the old rule of thumb is an empty shelf doesn't sell anything. And you want to make it look full and well-stocked so when people come in, it's a breeze to go through. But you might notice some of the things you used to buy that they had yeah. is no longer there. Now it's some of the things you need that they should have are no longer there. Wow. You're going through a situation where 
they're not going to we're propped up with the supply chain. Yeah. And what's going to happen with this? I have no clue whatsoever, but I mean, get ready for it, folks. Something is happening here and it's not a good thing. This happened about, uh, about 5 PM central time, which would have been six o'clock Eastern. Uh, it's a massive fire in Gulf Feathercrest farms located east of Curtin, Texas in Brazos County causing right. widespread alarm and uh, prompting a massive response from multiple fire departments. They cleared out a bunch of the neighborhoods around the uh, the plant, and they shut off the utilities to these houses. I guess they were afraid that there'd be a chain reaction. But, you know, then it goes back to what you and I have talked about for over a year. You know, they're, they're still looking for that, uh, that chemical, uh, that uh, explosive that uh, fell off the train, you know, that they can't seem to find, the ammonium nitrate. I mean, God, we had 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, and damned if we knew where it is. (laughs) It was on that train. I believe that train went through Texas, uh, as a a matter of fact. Well, you know, it it had to go somewhere, Bill, and boy, would that make a big boom. But it's... It's it's more than enough to do the big boom. Uh-huh. If you saw the photos, it was a big boom. But well, you don't need they the whole thing. That. You can take uh-huh. a little tiny bit of it. You know, you can you can stay. You don't need to use the whole freight car of uh, of ammonium nitrate. You can get a couple of baskets, a couple of buckets full of ammonium nitrate. Package it up really nice. Bring it into that chicken farm over there. Pretend it's feed, maybe, and uh, put it over next to one of those uh, big tank things. You know, and and then get the heck out of there because it's gonna go. You know, they well, haven't said. Bill, sure they haven't said it. There were there were any vict- any uh, people hurt or killed, but I don't. If no. you see the picture, I'll tell you one thing: there were a lot of chickens that were that were killed. Holy. Oh yeah, there, there, there's a special not the Win Dixie on fried chicken. So <laughs> deep there fried is, chicken. You know, if you drive through that town, Brazos County, uh, Texas, you're gonna everything's gonna smell like barbecue. Because yeah, it's not going to be raining chickens, but maybe nuggets, chicken nuggets, you know, falling from the sky. You know? Holy they're, smokes. Mommy, what's that, on, that. what's that on the windshield? Um, yeah, chicken truck, chicken truck. You don't want to be behind one of those. My dear friend, another Uh-oh. story from that uh, Lone Star State. Mm-hmm. Meteorologists in northern Texas are baffled last week when their radar systems detected a thinly shaped blob drifting across the Dallas-Fort Worth area. The National Weather Service reported its radar systems picked up a strange blob sweeping over the Dallas-Fort Worth area despite it not raining. After further examination, the National Weather Service of Fort Worth stated that their best guess is chafe or chaff, however you want to pronounce it. It's the metallic bits that airplanes will, uh, fighter planes, if, you, if you're being targeted by a plane behind you with a missile, you uh, hit the, the button that fires off flares that are filled with chaff, and they become heat signatures, and it confuses the missile that has been targeted on your airplane, and you got to hope that it targets on the chaff and not the rear end of your airplane. So why would chaff be floating over... The skies of Texas. Bill, you're asking serious questions. How dare you? 
the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is, they don't answer that question. And by the way, since when do uh, meteorologists become chaff experts? Well, that's exactly right. There was another story last week. I left it alone. But there was something seen on radar floating over low, and uh, they there was actually a picture of it, and it turned out it was a balloon. Well, now, I'll be... W- what country likes to send balloons aloft? You know, it's well, a hobby, you know. Hey, hey, could be a visit from our friends over across the Pacific, you know. The Chinese. Well, we are getting ready to go to war with them because they're preparing to go to war with us. And if you don't think that's true, get off your tuchus, do a little research on the Internet, go buy paper, but get off of NBC, MSNBC, oh, what CBS, and ABC, and CNN. And Fox, for not, that matter. You know, they're not telling you the big story. And the big story is even some of the big news outlets, Joy Reid would probably, even she well, admitted it. Yes. You know, she got caught off mic about yeah, going to that. an effing war. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes, I heard that. Uh, we're not going to play it, folks, because we're a no, family show and you may have kids in your car. No, I think I said it uh, plain yeah, enough. Yeah, but, you, people get that message. Yeah. Yeah, but you know it's interesting. I'm not a fan of hers, but I do agree with her. We're going to an, a war, and it's Biden that's taken us there. If you look at the radar map, right of uh, Dallas Fort Worth, you can see this large blob of something. They call it chaff. First of all, friends, they've been using chaff since World War II, and it doesn't leave a signature like that. People have you haven't seen yeah. guy. Have you seen, for example? Uh, near uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, where they keep, by the way, all of the special airplanes that they pick up from, like, deserts and stuff like that that they can't really identify, like, uh, you know, what happened down in uh, Roswell back in 47. The Supposedly, the pieces of the aircraft that they, they found, right, they just mm. whisked away to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. But the fact of the matter is, do you hear a lot of Ohio TV stations saying, well, we're looking forward to a nice sunny day. Ignore that blob of chaff that's moving across Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. They're just testing their chaff. No, 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 no. This, don't, don't tell me, don't, uh, don't tinkle on my knee and tell me that it's raining, okay? I'm just trying to be, please. It's a thunderstorm, man. Yeah. Man, it's raining uh, cats and dogs. You know, Bill, what is, you hear a lot of people talking about this, and... It gets poo-pooed. We talked about it on on our show last week. H a was H a a r p harp. It's the mm. weather program, the manipulation of the weather program that we've been involved with for decades, and no one is considering the fact that that blob of whatever is some kind of seeding of the atmosphere by us. I mean, it's just a possibility. It, it is. If you say, "Oh, they can't manipulate the weather." No, that's uh, that's done by nature. It's too big. You can't do it. Well, you no. know, the fact of the matter is, folks, they've been doing it for years. They, now, can chaff float for a while? Well, you know, Bill, I was under the impression that chaff uh, has a limited lifespan. I mean, it's 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 metal, and after that's a while, what I thought too, yeah. it would fall. Yes, but could it be something that is? carrying some, let's just say chaff or whatever it is, that could float in an airstream, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a, a frozen piece of ice, you know, that goes along and it carries because it's built around contaminants, pollutions and different things. Okay. So let's just say that 
you had an agent of disease. Yeah. Call it Ooh. that. Ooh. Are you talking about maybe like a pathogen that might cause a, a pandemic? A pathogen that is being, yeah. Wow. Could something be released? Because look, I wouldn't put it beneath anybody because stranger things have happened. You know, and you got a lot going on in Texas. Oh, yeah. Texas is talking about succeeding from the union. You know, you've got the trucking convoy that's going down to the border to take matters into their own hands. Yeah. You've got, you've got uh, Joe Biden, uh, who's got the Supreme Court, kind of saying that, you know, we got to, the National Guard's got to yield to the federal troops. Well, is that going to happen? You've got terrorists that have come over the border. You know, so when we ask the question, are we headed to a civil war? It is a legitimate question, you know, and um, um, is something getting ready to happen there this week? Is it a powder uh, keg? I mean, it's Friday or Saturday that it all takes place Saturday, I think. You know, Bill, I, I pray to God not, but it's going to be bigger than I think. Uh, is Biden dumb enough to send federal troops to the border? To Yes. Do you think so? Look, we couldn't help our soldiers in Afghanistan, but we can help his administration get the dirty deed done in the United States because he, you know, he cares about the people that are coming across the border, but he sure as hell doesn't care about the people that supposedly elected him. That's I am. That's true, and I find it amazing that they try to sell to the public all the successes that they've done in the Biden administration. They've done nothing. As a matter of fact, you know, he's trying to sell Bidenomics right now. Listen to Jenna. This is this is amazing. Janet Yellen? No, this is uh, Janet Yellen. Absolutely. I think I have it here, right here in my you know, Forget about inflation. It's going up. It ain't going down. Listen to this. How do you convince Americans and voters that those prices might not go back to where they were before the pandemic? Well, I think most um, Americans know that pri prices um, are not likely to fall. It's not the Fed's objective to um, try to push the level of prices back to where they were. Did you hear that? Did you hear that numbskull? I think yeah. most people realize it's uh, prices aren't going to fall. It's not the Fed's objective to push the prices to back to where they were, is what she said. But she said more than that. She also said that don't look for interest rates to come down. It is going to go up. What does that so say about Bidenomics? That tells you it's a bunch of load of crap is what it tells yeah. you. It's a load of crap. So, you know, I made that point yesterday. You know, over 50% of people that pay rent can't afford rent anymore. So, yeah, maybe your salary went up, but inflation surpassed it. You know, and that also means if you've been holding out to buy a house, because let's say you're qualified for a $400,000 yeah. mortgage, but what you want to buy is now five or six hundred thousand dollars, you know, and your buying power is going down daily yeah. because as the interest rate goes up, what you can buy goes down. So it's a divide, and it's 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 you know we're, you're being split in half there, and 
you know, I saw your distance to the finish line is getting further. I, I don't know how away. they do it nowadays. I saw a house uh, on an ad. This is a house in Newport, Rhode Island. I'm familiar with it. I grew up in that area. And this house is a, I think, a three bedroom, uh, living room, maybe a family room addition. It really, it's a cape. Do you know what a cape looks like? It's it's kind of your basic New England looking house. Uh, they wanted almost eight hundred thousand dollars for yeah. it. It was in an area that was in Newport, not too far from the water, but you can't see the water. Okay, it's close, but no cigar. It's in a neighborhood. Eight hundred thousand dollars. Now, mind you, it wasn't long ago when that house probably went for about eh, thirty five thousand. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe even less. Maybe there was a time when that house went for like twenty-two thousand. Joe sells a pipe dream because he's talking about bringing back the American dream where everybody are all home. Well, then, Joe, we better get the interest rates down. We better get inflation down. But again, uh, because of how the money works and investors and everything. The one thing that you can, the, the only two things that I know that you can buy that have value are gold and property. And the thing, about, one, go, Bill, the thing about gold is you just don't know where to put it. Don't know how do you so, store it. How do you, let's say there were a situation, a crisis, and all of a sudden you, you got, you're stuck with some bars of gold. How do you use it? You can't unless you try to carve pieces of that bar and then you then you're just playing games. You don't know how much you're actually using. And the other thing is this: uh, part of me says even if we were to have a crisis in our country, mm-hmm. because we use cash and have used cash for dec for centuries, right? I think that even if it wasn't backed up like it should be, if the government, let's say, were to collapse, I think they'd still barter with it. I think they'd still use it as a means. Even if it didn't have well, the backing, you, you, you know? You might want to find, you know, bartering is a, an important thing, trading goods, because quite honestly, if the government goes to a digital currency where you get credits and you have like a credit card, like an EBT card, you know? But, you know people Man, you don't want understand. that, Bill. You do not want that. No, no, because then they own you, Yep. which is what they want, because... Well, you know, if you don't vote for our yeah. democracy, I know that your money is probably not going to be there. Oh, you'll still and be that worth would be it. Terrible. They'll say, they'll say, you know, Mister Knight, you're still worth a quarter of a million dollars. But you know, you didn't side with us on the uh, on that last issue, so we're going to quarantine uh, half of your your savings. I mean, it's still yours. You still own it. It's still Bill Knight's. You just can't use it. Okay. But you will have to pay your taxes on it. That's true. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you're looking at if we go to digital currency. Hey, I got it before we run out of time. I don't know that you heard about this. This is interesting. And I'm I'm kind of wishy-washy about this, I'll tell you. Elon mm. Musk is uh he owns a company called Neuralink. Uh he said yeah. the first human received uh implant from a brain chip has been successfully performed and that the patient is recovering well. So somebody out there who has now got a a Neuralink implant connected to their brain, this is from Elon Musk's company, and apparently this is going to help uh, quadriplegics and people right, who are p- paralyzed. Like 
Yeah, well, they're talking about initially being able to communicate with computers so that they can run the TV set, flip the page. You know, I mean, they can do things just by thinking about it through this uh, Neuralink. But what you just said is is very true. I think the ultimate end game is to remove paralysis. I mean, you'll be able to bypass the broken areas of uh, people's uh, uh, spines and stuff like that, and maybe they'll be able to walk again. On the surface, it's a good thing. Elon Musk, I actually would trust him. I think yes. he's a good guy. Now, I know where you go. That's where the fence comes up because yep. people are people and we are inherently corrupt. So, well, you know, you're going to have a bad player in there that's going to go, you know, uh, we can do this with that. That's true. And what if they can hack your chip? What well, if they sure. can do it by wireless? What if they can say, hey, look at, uh, you know, that Jim Harrington fella? He seems like a pretty decent guy, but let's make him a murderer. Let's just hack his chip. You know, have him do something he would never do in real life because he has no control over it because the chip is making him do it. Well, the chip could also record memories and stuff like that, and they could implant Ooh. memories into it. And so then they, you could be guilty of something that you never did, but there is a memory wow. trail to it. So That's a movie, Bill. In. I like that. You start to have memories of things you never never did because they're now not you yours. don't know. Now, you, now you're E. Jean Carroll. Well, it might have happened. <laughs> I'm not sure. but That's true. Yeah. She yeah, may have a chip in there. It was terrible, but I don't remember when, where, or how. Yeah, so it, you know, because I, my chip is not that advanced yet. You and you know, know but, if Elon has this chip developed, you know somebody's going to have one like it very soon. Because they'll yeah. they'll steal the plans probably. That's, you know. Now, did I mention yesterday on the uh, the show about the NSA where they have bought from um, uh, different companies all of uh, America's your your surfing information? Oh, anything no. you've looked up, anything you've looked up on the internet. And any searches you've done everywhere you've been on the internet, no. they bought those files off of the 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 big uh, you know internet. For how long back, Bill? For how long back? Well, I don't know how far it went back, but it's the NSA, and it was a Democrat uh, that actually was having a fit over it. Which you know, you can be a good guy and be a Democrat. You can be a good guy and be a Republican. You can be a bad and be either party. But the simple fact is, is that, you know, think about you know you'll you're you know, you hear a story going, well, I got to look into this, you know. You might be sitting there going, how did a kid make a, a nuclear bomb? Well, let's see how you do it. Well, now you're now, you could be on a terror list because of that, a terrorist list. And, but they've got the goods on anybody that's ever been on the Internet. That's scary. That's and scary. Big the, brother. That means your phone, and the NSA has that. And that comes under the Biden administration. Why in the hell are they this, getting that information? Is this everybody? Everybody. Oh, my God. From what I understood, from what I read, it's everybody. So when you mentioned all of that, I'm sitting there going, that's kind of crazy. One of the things that made me mad, uh, you know, when, it's probably a touchy issue, the, the reparations. Oh, thing. I was just going to bring this up to you. I was just going to ask Wu, you about this. Mayor Wu, she has established uh, a reparations task force, and she's got different divisions of it. Yes. And uh, the one lady has got, has just got all those criteria and everything at all. But uh, they're, going to, um, they're going to go back and do research for 500 years. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 Bill. 
we've only been a country for 250 years, basically, give or take. You know, how how can they go back 500 years? 500 years ago, technically, the we weren't here in this country. Technically, actually, we. So probably, they're going back to 1524. Now, the first slaves were maybe in the colonies, and that was British colonies, by the way, 1619. And the first slaves that came over, there was 20. Uh, not and, all black, but they were 20. And they were they were owned by black slave owners, from what I gathered. Right. And uh, then, yeah, we did get hundreds of thousands of slaves here, but from black slave owners. Well, the slave masters white, in, in Africa, Bill, the slave masters were black. Yeah, but it doesn't matter who owned them. Right. I wasn't here. My parents weren't here. Neither were mine. Uh, my ancestors weren't here. They weren't a part of it. You know, go talk to uh, King Charles, uh, because if it was from that era, uh, those pilgrims came from there, and I have no lineage to it, and I'm sorry, but... But they don't care, though. They don't care. Entitled. They are entitled. Exactly right. You That's know, it. 500 years... Now, now... There were white slaves. It'd be interesting to find out, going back to your lineage, well, what happens if I find out that part of my lineage was a white slave? Do I get reparations? Well, let me just give you an—this is, this is true. I don't know if you realize this, but if you came to New York, for example, in the 1800s, you would walk by a number of different buildings which would say they would have signs in the window, Irish need not apply. Because they had such a low opinion about Irish uh, that uh, they were on par with uh, the the slaves. They were a serious minority. They didn't look like a minority. They had the same skin color as the English and the French and in the Spanish, but eh, they were Irish and they weren't treated with any dignity or respect either. So should they get reparations? I mean, where do you stop? Now, how about the Italians? The Italians came over, and they couldn't speak the language, and they were picked on big time for, by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, should they get reparations for the way they were treated? I'm just saying, you know, where do you where do you stop this craziness? Well, uh, I don't know. You 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 got we've elected um, we've elected people that uh, you know they're they're politicians that have brought in under them entitled people, you know, to... Yes. You know, and not very this. smart people, by the way, Bill. Not very smart people. You have people on these panels and boards, they're, they're basically uneducated. Oh, they may have degrees and stuff like that, but they're not very smart. You're, you're seeing but, how dumb they are. And, and, you know, when you look at the history of the world and, and colonization, that's another word, colonization, well... Wars are started about boundaries. We want to grow our yeah. nation. It needs to be bigger. Boy, that's true. And the winner take all. Does that mean down the road, well, nah, you, you did that and, and, and there's reparations for it. Well, boy, I'll tell you what, we got to go back to the beginning of time then. And there's got to be reparations for everybody because somewhere, somehow, everybody's been related to somebody that had something taken away from them that, you know, was wrong. But you that's just... 
if you life, if I you're guess. listening to this program in Massachusetts, uh, you, you take comfort in the fact that not everybody in your government is insane. Um, a Massachusetts Supreme Court justice denied a petition to bar President Trump from the 2024 ballot. The clowns, you know, the the typical clowns in on the left uh, took a, a petition to court and said that he uh, was involved with an insurrection, President Trump, and he shouldn't be on the ballot. Well, this justice said, no, he's never been found guilty of any insurrection about anything. So we're not you know, taking him off the ballot. Colorado's still trying to do it. They're saying, oh, the people want him off. Well, the people happen to, I think, number less than 10, like eight. The people, uh, yeah. What a joke. Yeah. So... You know, I could get a I could get a, a pack of five people and say we want to file that uh, a lawsuit that uh, Biden stole the election. But you know, there's 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 a crowd out there that wants to take him off the ballot because he stole the election. Well, they did that in Illinois, Bill. In Illinois, there was a ruling they want they they a bunch of people said that Biden broke uh, his constitutional oath by allowing the borders to be porous and allowing us to be invaded, he's encouraged an invasion of, of his country, you know, and they think he shouldn't be on the ballot in Illinois. Mm-hmm. But because Illinois is such a deep uh, blue state, uh, been, it's been a recommendation. Uh, don't, don't pay any attention to that. Just, just throw that out of court because we don't want to be uh, throwing President Biden off the ballot. I mean, my God. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, uh, he did let people in the border. He did let mm-hmm. millions of strangers into our backyard. We do have terrorist groups in this country. There's a story today, Bill. Uh, Chinese, Indian, and Iranians, uh, stri- military-aged men, massive amount coming across the border yesterday. Yesterday. Bill mm-hmm. Malusian had the story on the uh, on the internet, I mean, Bill Malusian has been doing some good work at the border for Fox, and uh, he he couldn't help but do that story because there they were coming across, not with their wives and kids, by the way. They were coming across alone because they have an objective. And by, think about this. You don't get to the border like that unless you have people backing you up with tickets, people backing you up with money. And having in, in some of these countries, you got the support of the government. You can't leave China to come here without China knowing what you're doing. Yeah. You want to know how messed up this country is? Connecticut yeah. School District, I don't know which one it is, but uh, they have removed from oh, their yeah. calendar Stanford, of days. Stanford, 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 Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. They've taken off Columbus Day. You know what the other day that they've taken off? Yeah, I, I, I do know. You tell them, Bill. Veterans Day. Sure. Yeah. So if you fought for this country and you served, you don't mean squat. Not to Stanford. Not to Stanford. Not to Stanford. You know, uh, I would cut off all funding to that town and say, well, you know what? In Connecticut, you don't get squat because you're not giving us our due respect. Yeah, but we don't have know, to give you. Nothing. We're just seeing. We're seeing decades yeah, but, of of the left uh, and their educational process. We're seeing how they indoctrinate the, these. Rush Limbaugh used to call them these young minds of mush. You know, yeah. you, you take these young people who don't have a clue what's happening in the world around them, 
and all of a sudden you give them degrees, you uh, put them in positions like the school board, and all of a sudden they think they have all the answers. Yeah. And anyway. Uh, well, we're not the country we, we used to be. No. We're, we're, we're far from it. I think I sent you an email on that. I was doing research on something else, and an old rock song came up, uh, Sweet Madam Blue, and which was about, ironically, um, uh, you know, the, the lead singer looking back, you know, of the golden years of America and what it was. And it, he was written around the bicentennial time. Yeah, when, he was you know, talking about the 50s and 60s and... Uh, 40s, 50s, and 60s, yeah. yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, now we've become something entirely different. And even from the bicentennial time when that song was written... And what it's become now? My dad and mom would never, ever believe that the country that they love so much, and they did love it. My dad was a a combat veteran, uh, a captain in the military, rose through the ranks, and he was proud of this country. And to to see what's happening to it with clowns like uh, Biden uh, and his... His uh, people, his minions around him, feeding his uh, disease. It's it's sad. Hey, Bill, I think we've done it. Unless you have something else you want to add before we. Uh... No, I was going to give you an analogy, but I can save that one. You know, it's it's no big deal on this one. But uh, yeah, we've run out of time. I see that. Yeah, uh, if you want to contact us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Jim at uh, Jim and Bill at mail.com. It's Jim and Bill at mail.com. Uh, don't forget to uh, you know look us up in social media, Facebook, whatever. Give the us a survey like there. too. We have that that uh, survey going on, right? Yeah, x.com at Jim and Bill now. X.com at Jim and Bill now. The question is, uh, is America headed for a civil war due to the border crisis? Yes or no? You know, right now it's one hundred percent yes. Wow. So well. Uh, uh, Say a prayer. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they're hey, wrong. lot's going on on the border this week. I mean, you got the truckers going there. That's scary stuff, and, Bill. You know, uh, the weird fire yesterday. We don't know what the hell's going on there. Food supply, big explosion. You got that going on. The strange cloud uh, floating yeah. over Texas where a meteorologist is calling the shots of saying something. Well, it's chafe. Come on. And and by the way, Joe Biden still hasn't visited East Palestine, Ohio, because there's nothing to see there, right? I mean, it's only polluted. No, but you know where he said he couldn't fix the border and he had nothing to do with the border. If he gets his money from Congress, he'll he'll close the border. He he ruined it. He ruined it. But he can't fix it without money. Amazing. Anyway, I think we've just about uh, done it, my friend. Time to put a fork in this sucker because it's done. Uh, It's done, and the only thing you can do is burp and say, Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From Axleration.com, 
It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day. Com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>